Hey everybody, welcome back to the kayak. Um uh, advanced kayak angler, not a back to the kayak. I'm, I got kayaking on the mind. I had to go to a wedding this weekend, so I didn't get to fish the Gunnersville event, which uh congrats Steve O on his first one. Well, I mean, he did Logan Martin, but his new role is a uh, you know TD for bass. So sounds like the event went great. Um and hope hope everybody had a good weekend. So from that event. My guest is Nick Dyer. Yeah, he just got a ninth place finish here, man. Congrats and welcome on the show. Thank you. Yeah, hell of a finish, man. Yeah, proud of you, bud. He was also one of the guys on the Coosa King Fishers KFL team. And uh, yeah, been slaying giants down in Georgia forever. So there you go. So t tell everybody who you are if they don't know, man. River rat junkie. <laughs> Kayak fisherman, you know, man, I just like being out on the water. People that aren't very familiar with the shoal bass, I'm, I'm in the Phoenix City, Alabama, Columbus, Georgia area. And, you know, of course, shoal bass are native to the Chattahoochee River and certain stretches around me. So I, I just really, that's kind of what drew me to kayak fishing and they're known for being aggressive, eating big baits, top water all day long. Um, kind of got into that first and then started getting into the kayak tournament scene. And, you know, we had a, a local club, Chattahoochee Kayak Anglers, and they're still doing their thing and, and doing great things. Um, you know, I, I still fish with them every chance I get and started doing some peach state events and ended up being on board with peach state so fish every chance i get and that's it we'll put it that way and then like to help out with running clubs and putting on good events to get as much going as we can do yeah there you go the uh and odd i i've never i don't think i've ever caught a shoal bass a few times i've been to seminole and all that I've, i never targeted them but at the end of this year i'm fishing the uh I posted some about this earlier. It's the AKAT, and they're fishing at the end of the year with Chattahoochee kayak anglers, I think. And right. uh, so, so I'll be down there. So hopefully, I'll I'll get to catch one while I'm down there. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. If I'll put it this way, plan on staying Sunday, and and we can definitely try and try and get you on one if if you don't get on one tournament day. But they are a, a fun fish. I mean, to me there's always been a lot of the back and forth on Sholey versus Smalley and everything. And Molly's are mean, but Sholey's, you know, they got a special place to me because they like to be in the right. They're in good kayak water. I mean, it, you just about a lot of times you need to have a kayak to get to where they like to stay. Gotcha. Well, I'm, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. But the, uh, so the reason why I have you on today is because you are known and your favorite baits are wake baits. So, and, and that's something I, I really like every now and then I'll pull a big top water or something out of the, you know, out of the box, whenever I, I'm looking for that big upgrade or I'm looking for, you know, just like fun fishing. I just, I know I'm around bigs or something, but, um, I, I guess we'll, I'm, I'm not sure the right place to start on wake baits because I'm, you know, I'm not that fluent in them, but like, um, when is, when are you saying, I'm, th I'm going wake bait today or like what's the 
the ideal situation or setup for a wake bait besides all the time because I, I know you love to throw them well the backstory or, or the side story is i'm also known for not being able to catch a limit <laughs> so <laughs> you know i mean maybe there's you know there's times where i maybe shouldn't be throwing a big wake bait um you know so i mean there's also times where it's on and it's lights out and there's plenty of big fish. So I, I kind of feel like that there's more summertime when it's hot. I mean, fish are cold blooded animals, you know, their metabolism is going to be determined by the water temperature around them. It gets hot summertime. They got to put more fuel in to, to feed their body. So, why wouldn't they look for a bigger bait, you know, something bigger to eat? And I've always thought of like postpone the big feed up. Of course, warmer water temperatures tend to, you know, cold water, it's hard to get a top water bite no matter what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, one of the other things I, one of the reasons I like top water so much is I'm, I'm more of a visual feedback person. I don't like sitting there dragging a worm across the bottom. I can't see it. It bores me to death. But if I can sit there and watch a wake bait just and hear a wake bait, all of the feedback I get, I can see the wake bait coming towards me, working around cover. I can hear the, if it's the right wake bait, you can hear that knock, 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 click, click. I mean, sound is huge in wake bait. So, I mean, I'm getting all of this other sensory feedback from fishing it that I enjoy. Plus you've always got the potential of a huge fish just coming up, crushing it at any time. So that's a lot of what draws me to it. And then of course I've had some success with it and built some confidence up with it. So, I mean, I'll throw it. It's crazy. I mean, people, you know, I'm, I'm the guy that usually gets comments. What are you going to catch with that? And, you know, some days the answer's good. Some days, you know, I, I just come to check in or I tell them not a damn thing, but I'm going to have a good story when I get back to the ramp. So. How do you throw it all day? Like, like the other day I was throwing a, a big plopper, like a, a big, the biggest one I had. And, um, dude, how, how do you throw one all day, all day without, killing your shoulders I, I i was sore for three days you know i mean it's you just have to be a man right like a little bit of it's conditioning yourself to it but a lot of it's just having the right rod or the right equipment i mean i feel like part of the the thing with being in a in a bass boat you can stand you can be a little bit more relaxed get your arms in a better position you know, you're not always wearing a life jacket. Some days in a kayak, I feel like with, you know, your PFD, you're all jacked up, get your shoulders in a bad position. But the right rod, you know, if you get a, a truly like a dedicated swim bait rod, that's balanced a little bit better for throwing some bigger baits. It's, it's not as bad to throw them as you think. Now, that being said, I'm not, I've got some, higher end some some good rods but i also throw them like my favorite rod to throw them on is a a low end it's an old rod that i actually played around with and rebuilt like extended the butt of it and 
did a wrap on the on the grip. So when I'm reeling it, I I extended this one when I'm reeling it, I tuck the butt of my rod up under my armpit and I just you know, it's comfortable. I sit there and reel it and wait for the rod to load up when a fish rolls on it. So equipment has a lot to do with being able to comfortably throw a wake bait, you know. Well let's let's go ahead and talk about rod then. Is it like an eight foot rod? Usually eight foot's around my sweet spot. You know, is, I, yeah, like, 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 what are you looking for in a swim bait rod? I guess because there's a bunch out there, but I guess I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily know. Like, I can tell you exactly what a shaky head or a jig rod, how I want them to be, but I don't. Why, why, you know, swim bait, somewhat swim bait rod. Why? I mean, uh, not swim bait. Sorry, wake bait. I'm not feeling a hundred percent. I, yeah, my stomach's killing me right now, so I'm. Sorry, I'm trying to make it through it, but the uh, but yeah, a wake bait like uh, what what kind of rod are you looking for? I mean, most of the wake baits are treble hook baits. Um, you know, a lot of treble hook baits. You want to be more moderate ish type action on a rod. You don't necessarily need to jack a big hook set on a fish. Um, so I mean, you know, like I said, my favorite rod that I throw them on, it, it's actually. <sighs> one of the bigger problems or difficulties I have with the wake bait is getting too excited, catch a few fish. And next thing you know, you're over cranking, you're blowing everything out. I mean, you know, budget wise, this is an old Corrado, probably a 10, 15 year old reel, but they last forever. You can find them used. It's an old Corrado. that's like five to one, five, six to one. To me, that's the perfect speed for a wake bait. Cause you can, turn the handle, but you're not going to blow a bait out. Um, this rod was an old, one of the old Shimano, where's the label on it? It was the brush buster. It was like one of those telescopic rods. I found it on a combo at a pawn shop, but it works great for a wake bait the way I extended the butt. Now, knocked it over but my my swim bait dedicated rods are you know i've got some g loomis swim bait dedicated rods and and they work great they're a little bit better balanced for casting some of the bigger heavier baits but it's still that moderate action you know something i can comfortably cast getting a reel that's the right gear speed and you know i'm, I'm big on a combination of what type of line i'm throwing versus you know the amount of stretch like top water you pretty much mono or or braid um no need for fluoro with top water but i like braid with you know just just depends on i don't like feeling like i've got a stretch rubber band to set a hook yeah. um but you know it's a little bit of it's what you get used to i mean the more what you're used to with fighting the fish. You, if you fish a lot of mono, you're probably going to jack a hook set. I fish braid. I really don't do a huge hook set, but I don't have any stretch in the line that I'm used to fishing either. So I just try and pick something, get used to it and stay consistent. So you throw pretty much all braid? Across the board, I'm all braid. And, you know, I, I say I'm all braid. I've got one swim bait rod that has fluoro and i think a crankbait rod that 
that has fluoro, but I'll throw all braid. Some of my spinning stuff I'll put, usually I'm six foot leader, which varies depending on what I'm doing. Um, and varies a little bit lengthwise. I'm, my leader's based off of my rod length and then the whatever technique I'm doing as far as the, the weight pound test. So, I mean, I'm just not, to me, braids cast so much better line management on my reels. I mean, it just, once you get used to it, there's areas where different lines excel in certain areas, but I just adjusted in my leader and pretty much pull all my reels with braid. So what, what, what size uh braid are you using for your weight baits? Uh, 50? Well, uh, step back on. All right. Big game, Berkeley big game mono on most of my swim baits, like glides and stuff that sinks. Because if it's something that sinks, the one problem about braid is if you ever have a backlash or you have something, braid will break off. It'll 50, 60 pound braid. You can, you know, if you get a backlash or something like that happens, you can cast off a bait. Mono will stretch and decelerate the bait. Back to my wake baits, they're all top water. So, I mean, if you have a, a, a mistake mess up cast one off if you're not from the bank it's going to be floating out there you can go get it and to me the the properties of braid as far as hook set and being able to feel the fish and feel if you can feel the difference if you're cranking it and you bump into a, a stump or a blow down versus fish i like having braid for that but normally like my weight bait rods are like 50 pound braid and then you know i'll Depending on water clarity, I mean, a lot of times I'll do a 15, 20 pound mono leader. Sometimes I won't. Sometimes I'll just do straight braid. Gotcha. So the so we got the rod, we got the reel. Is is five speed like? Do you ever have a problem trying to catch up to them? If I'm in current, you know, I sometimes I like a little bit faster. Um, I've got a few, you know, the lower speed, older Calcutta reels. Um, got the Corrado, but I do have like some of the 13 fish in the A3, which is a good swim bait reel. Um, so eight to one. So, I mean, I've got some faster reels, but really with wake baits, I mean, my problem is more getting excited and not, you know, turning the handle too much. So having that slower reel to me helps me slow down that wake bait, but it's all relative with, you know, adjust your gear speed, adjust your crank into how you're wanting to present the bait. It, is there a certain hook set that you're trying to do? I mean, ideally, I know, you know, being in a creek or river or something, it's, it can be tough to, to get a good hook set, but I mean, I, is it like sweeping or, you know, like a jig hook set or generally I wait for the rod to load up and just kind of, kind of, crank into them and, and kind of sweep it but there's and to me that's the funny thing about the wake bake bite like with some of the rats it's like some fish you know some fish come up and just try and kill it like headshot like like they don't want it to get away they come up and kill it and then you'll get some fish that just want to slurp it down and like your rod will load up you know all of that visual feedback that's a lot of the reasons that i like you know, I fish clear water, you know, a clear water stretch of the river pretty frequently as well. So, you know, you're sitting there waking a rat or something 
across the top of the water and you see a shadow follow it for 10 yards and then all of a sudden just you know slurp it down that just to me that adds an extra level of excitement to you know you're not just out there dragging a worm or something and nothing against dragging a worm i might (laughs) i might need to do it a little bit more um you know, I definitely have respect for people that, that can do that and, and do do that. And I wish I could do it more because I would probably feel more limits. But there's there's definitely a specific excitement to throwing bigger baits and, and top water. Is there like, um, what, what do you, is there a certain kind of animal that you're trying to, you know, trying to mimic? Or is it just depend on wherever you're at is what your you know whatever forager is or is it just it doesn't matter because it's a big top water. A lot of times it's it's the big top water like my stretch of river I see a lot of we've got a lot of the muskrats nutria type stuff um, at Gunnersville this week you know like I said I have a, a issue with part of throwing big baits is you've kind of got to admit to yourself that you might not get a lot of bites you've got to be okay with that knowing that that you've got to get enough of the right bites to fill out a limit yeah and so and i've had several tournaments where i've you know either had a good day one or had a few good fish and but didn't fill the limit on day two or show up to a one-day tournament with four fish and and still can almost be in competition but you know, I'm like, I'm not even bringing my rat rod. I'm just, you know, Gunnersville. I'm like, I, I'm just going to go there and try and be more consistent. I'm trying to make myself be more disciplined with the tournament fishing because I get tired of going, being stubborn, trying to force feed a fish what I want them to eat. So I show up there and I'm like, I left my rat rod in, in the garage at the house. I'm like, you know, I had a rat tied on. I always carry one with me because it's, it's not fishing if I don't have one with me. First thing I see when I pull out of the ramp, I see a mink rat something swimming down a riprap stretch. And I'm like, oh, dear God, I left it at the house. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I mean, they're all the days. Yeah. You know, I mean, rats are, are a huge, to me, weight bait. Your Spro 50s, the, the gateway drug, you know, I mean, I, I don't, I don't like the 30, the 40, you know, the smaller ones that they do, but you know, that, that also may be a reason why I, I'm used to fishing for a few bites. You know, you may get more bites though in the smaller ones, but a little bit of it setting your expectations, man, I, I'm okay. I'm kind of a blend of wanting to fish for big fish, but then my tournament thing goes in tournaments you want to get more bites you know yeah. I'm, I'm okay with going out and fishing for one or two bites and sometimes i just forget to remind myself this is a tournament you better get five bites so so but, what yeah. so what what are you looking for in weather's baits is there like you were saying is it the knock is it because there's so many some have more joints than others different weights i mean what's like kind of on, on more of a basic level, because I don't want you to, you know, give away your, your juice, but like, what's, what should people be looking for if, if they're just getting into it, I guess? I mean, I, I'm sure it's, it's different in different areas. Like yeah. 
different variables like I'll fish like I fish you follow frequently. I'll throw a rat around grass lines. Um, side note for that: be careful throwing a rat around gators. <laughs> gators are like wake baits. You you don't realize oh. how fast a a little four or five foot gator can swim until you try and wake a rat in front of him. Um, but like I said, grass lines, I'll throw. Like, How many wake baits have you lost to gators on on you follow? That place is covered up with them, man. Never lost one to a gator. Now I've lost a few frogs and such as that. My wake yeah. bait, you know, I'm, I try and stay on point with that yeah. because I don't want to, you know, some of, like I said, the spro is legitimately one of my favorite baits. Probably have had more success on it than any. Part of the reason is I probably throw it more in the junk because I'm not afraid to bounce it off of a, a blowdown. The bills on them are built a little bit more durable and they can take a beating. But if you do break one, um, where's that? This was like my, not sure if you can see it. This was my first Spro Rat that I finally retired. The bill's supposed to be a square. Wow. Broke it, so I filed it down and got it to where it would still, you know, it killed the action on it. Still squeaked a few more fish out of it. Then I noticed the seam in the top of the foam, like where they had molded it, started opening up. I shot some super glue down in and it opened back up again. And finally, I just retired it. And it's, you know, got the hook rash is one thing, but when you've got like grooves cut in the yeah. side of your back, it's it's earned its money so it's it's got a special place on my little bait wall and of course i've got several replacements that one actually you know there's brown there's another black and that's what the bill's supposed to look like um wow but that that one i started off i think i rattle can painted it to touch it up at one point and then I just would keep a black Sharpie for writing your identifiers down. So before I'd go fishing, I'd take all the places where the hook rash was and, and take a black Sharpie and color it in. Cause black's always, I just want to wake bait to throw a big silhouette. And, you know, I, I would always just Sharpie them black and go out and fish all day. So, so is there like, you know, certain colors or anything like just intro to wake baiting is, is there, like if somebody had to buy one or two where they're black and maybe a brown or something like that, just something natural. I mean, I, I pretty much though black. I mean, that, that's my confidence. I mean, yeah, there are more like your brown nutria and, and rats that you see in the river, but I don't, I don't think the fish are too terribly concerned over that. It's more the action the sound. And if you're, if you're around, springtime on on my stretch of river it's like you go out there and it's hard to concentrate on fishing because you feel like you're in the middle of a nature show you got you know brown water snakes swimming everywhere you've got mink muskrat otters all that stuff running around sorry my daughter just but you got all that stuff swimming around running around and you're trying to focus on on 
fishing and it, it, right, let me get back on track here. Yeah, <laughs> so there's, so much, there's so much stuff going around, going on. Yeah. Um, where were we? <laughs> yeah, just nature going on whenever you're out there with mink and, and everything. I've never seen a mink. Yeah, I mean, there. I've seen chipmunk swimming, you know, come in the banks. I mean, I, I just, part of fishing for me is, man, just enjoying being out there on the water. Yeah. But I also observe, I mean, those fish are opportunistic. I mean, if if a chipmunk jumps in the water and a bass is sitting there, I mean, that that's a snack, you know. And that being said, I mean, you know, I mean, that's a chipmunk pattern. That's a three piece. That's a, a Z rat. Wow. I mean, he, he does great looking paint jobs. I mean, I, I just, you know, open water grass lines. This right here is the Johnny rat. The wood rats to me, I like because they're a lot more buoyant. Wood wants to float better than a lot of your resins. So with the wood, you can, you can burn this rat and it's going to stay waking some of your resin rats and you want to burn them, they're going to sink more, you know, so they'll, they'll almost turn into a crank down. But I mean, this one right here, I don't know how well that's coming through the, the yeah, camp, yeah. but man, I mean, I'll sit there and reel that. And I mean, there's times where I just, you know, you just sit there and listen to the knock and kind of tune everything else out. I mean, there's, there's definitely some, some hype baits that are out there, but there's also baits that just get bit and get the job done. You know, Spro Rat, the Johnny Rat. Uh, get into some of your, like the MS Slammer. A lot of you guys that throw the big baits. I mean, this is known as one of the gateway drugs. This used to be a lot more like, this is a seven inch Slammer, which is like a shad profile. The mini Slammer has like just a, a straight worm tail and then you got the nine inch slammer i mean they're just known in the big bait community as they're reasonably priced but they produce they just they work hey, who, who makes that one is that depth mike, mike shaw that's oh, mike shaw ms slammer uh he's got a website i think the website says he still takes custom orders i'd picked a few up off of some of the swim bait forums and have have success with them had and like i said still do they're one of the ones that that's kind of like the the spro rat it's a gateway drug because they're reasonably priced um but they're getting harder to find because i you know a little bit of it may be making sure to look in the right place and being in the right circles i mean they're they're still definitely out there um, another, like some of the shad pattern evergreen, these yeah. are more JDM. You can get these on eBay, but a lot of them ship out of Japan, but it's evergreen international. This is the bigger one. That's it's a wood wake bait shad pattern. Is that one bait at the end? It's a, uh, it's not like a soft plastic that'll tear off. I mean, they're, they're durable, oh, okay. but this one right here, it's got a good knock. The smaller one, this one's a, a plastic 
I say it's plastic. It, it's at least got some plastic in the joint. You know, they got the smaller profile and larger, but that's the evergreen timber flash. You know, I, the bigger one, I haven't thrown it as much. You know, I, the smaller ones I, I like and am a lot more confident in going out and getting bit, but there are days that, that I'll throw the big one just, you know, go out there and throw it just all day long. I'm okay with going out there and spending eight, 10 hours just looking for one bite. Um, you know, you got, got your crawlers, the, the depth crawler. I love that. That's a better, that's a better night bite bait, you know, just cause the amount of splash and the amount of commotion it causes, I think can almost be too much during the day, but at oh. nighttime that'll draw them in. Is there like a, a certain, like what, what's the best, best day you've ever had out there with it? Best day? Yeah, I mean, what, what, what's like a memorable day that you've had? Just throwing a wake bait. I mean, I, I've had had several days going out there, and and like I said, catching shoalies is is a lot of the water I fish. But I mean, I've had had a few days out there, fun fishing um, that were a hundred inch plus days, you know, with shoalies. Maybe one. I think there was one largemouth mixed in. I mean, it, it can get, it can get stupid. Um, we had a tournament last year with Peach State, our club that I fish, and started off the day, I mean, planned on doing a long float, but I started off the day on a stretch, throwing, throwing a plopper, topwater bite morning. And normally, I mean, you can fill a limit there and, and then get down to, to where you want to get and and start working on pulling up some quality fish i didn't feel the limit i mean I, I only got one bite on the top stretch where i normally feel like i'm gonna get a limit yeah. so I, I just finally broke down started throwing the rat and had like a about a 30 yard stretch of, of bank where i had like two 20s back-to-back cast and then had another 20 that had me wrapped around the stump by the time i went and got it unwrapped it had got off but I mean, the rat bite and wake bait bite is just when it's on its own. I mean, it's, there's times where it's not on and, and there's people like me. I know my problem is I'm not quick enough or smart enough to realize that maybe it's not on. I Sometimes I may be a little bit over com- comfortable or overconfident in it. So I'm, by no means am I recommending say, hey, go out there and throw a rat all day because it's going to be great because it's not. There's going to be a lot of days where it sucks, and you go home with a sore shoulder and and one good fish. But you know, I've had some special days out there doing it, and and I'm still confident enough to where I've had days where nothing else worked, and and it was lights out. So I mean, it's it's just what I enjoy doing. I mean, yeah, part yeah. of it's top water, part of it's the big baits, and and part of it's just being different. Why why wake bait over like a a, a plopper or something like that is it just maybe you can go slower to me the wake bait makes me slow down because if you reel a wake bait too quick you know it'll blow out now i mean i will throw a plopper all day long and and i'll throw a spook i I like a spook around current i like a plopper when i want to burn something and you know i like a wake bait when i want to fish something slow i mean they all have their place and 
and I'll, I'll throw the mess out all of them. Um, you know, and those, usually I've got all three of those tied on, you know, I mean, what I'm trying to get better about doing is making myself tie on, you know, a wacky rig, which is, that's what I need to be interviewing you on. <laughs> so making myself tie on a wacky rig, a Texas rig, a jig, you know, those things where when, when you got to bounce something off the bottom, because those fish just aren't in two foot of water looking for something to come waking by their head to crush. Yeah. Well, I, there, there's probably like a good middle, like somewhere, you know, where you got the wacky rig on one side of the kayak and the wake bait on the other. There's probably, you know, the right thing, the the right guys out there, like somewhere in the middle. Cause I, I definitely go too finesse to where, you know, I catch a bunch of fish and, Every now and then a grinder up and I'll win, but most of the time, whenever it's, you know, whenever it's, it takes a big bag, I'm usually not the guy, you know? So. And that's what, that's what I'm really trying to work on and be more disciplined, I guess is, you know, I, I enjoy going out there and fishing how I want to fish, no. but then, you know, part of what I've enjoyed about, you know, hanging around you, Lance, Joe, Jordan, you know, Chuck, Coley, all, all of our guys, we've all got our strengths. We've all, you know, learning from each other. I've always been a guy, if the bites lights out, I feel like I can go get five big bites and put up like a stupid bag. But yeah. if the bite's tough, you know, it's like, I probably have had as many tournaments where I did not post a limit as maybe not quite that bad, but I mean, it, it gets borderline close to where I can have, I, I'm 50, 50 on whether or not I'm going to get a limit, but if I get a limit, I'm probably going to get a check, you know, at least that's how I feel a lot of the time. So, you know, I'm, I'm and, and I, I think a lot of times, especially on national events, that's probably the right strategy to have. Like, you know, uh, unless let's say you're fishing Bassmaster and you're dedicated to fishing every event, you're going for angler of the year or something like that, but you're probably better off just throwing big baits and just going for the win every time, you know? Well, yeah, but the, I mean, there is that balance. So, I mean, there's guys yeah. that like I've, the jackhammers become a staple because it's just so versatile. It can work in any conditions. I've got to get better about slowing the jackhammer down. I mean, I just want to burn it and rip it through grass. But I mean, there's guys that are, when it's a tough bite, they're just creeping a jackhammer and, and smashing them, you know, and I'm sitting there burning it like, well, why aren't they eating it? And it's, Cause it's a tough bite. I need to fish it better. You know, I just, I'm trying to make myself be more of a percentage guy, but at the same time, I don't want to lose one of what I feel like is my strengths, which is being willing to kind of get outside of the box and fish a bigger bait or go there are certain things that are just going to get bigger bites but yeah. there were guys up there at gunnersville you know talking about having like 30 40 fish you know oh it's best weekend of fishing yeah I, I got tired of unhooking 30 40 fish and i'm over here you know on day two you know i'm i'm late in the day with four fish one of them's a 12 and a half the other's a 13 and, you know, I'm just, I took me a 45 minute recreational pedal just to go 
reset my mind because I was, I mean, I was getting blown out in my head. I was frustrated and take me a little lap around and come back. My fifth fish is a 21 that eats. So, you know, that, that kind of changed my mood and changed my week. Just getting that one bite, which probably did, probably did happen because I slowed down and threw something plastic, which I absolutely hate doing. And I'm borderline embarrassed to admit because <laughs> I'm just, not, I'm not a soft plastic guy. I feel like I need to go to a, go to a meeting or something and confess my sins, throwing soft plastics, waiting on them to sink. Uh, I think I got more, I carry more soft plastics than anybody in their kayak. I'm, that's, that's probably me, but how, how many weight baits do you carry with you? I'm just curious. As it depends on the day though. I mean, the weight baits, I'll usually, you know, kind of pick out a handful and know what, what I think will work on a certain stretch of, water but i mean i i've got some of the plano like not plano the the double deep just open boxes and i'll yeah. throw you know i like my like i've got a lot of swim baits and some of them get pricey but i you know i buy mine to fish i mean they're all beat up if they don't have hook rash on them yet it's you know it's coming um i throw them all in a box together and you know, try and keep the, try and keep the tails from getting too deformed. I mean, you got some of the baits you got to be more careful with and take care of, but you know, I, mean, I just pretty much always got eight to 10 big top water baits with me that I'll take on the water. And one of them's always going to, at least one, if not two is always going to be tied on. I usually have, you know, several swim bait rigs with me. Okay. which most people that have seen me fishing, I always get that question of how many rods do you need? I carry like 12 to 14 rods with me in, in the kayak. I mean, I just, you know, in an outback. Oh yeah. yeah. You, you hit that age to where it's like, would I rather carry an extra rod or would I rather see how many attempts it's going to take to thread my line through the line tie? To, Dude, I'm, to I'm, I'm right there. I'm like right on the edge of needing glasses. It's, it's I, getting so close. I haven't admitted it. Well, I guess this is a public forum, so damn it, I just admitted it. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Uh, Sorry. It's one of those things that I've been telling myself, but now I guess I just told everybody. Um, used to, if I had blurred vision or double vision, it was because the yingling was flowing quite well. Now it's because I'm old. <laughs> so yeah. it, it happens. But maybe yeah, I'm getting wiser too. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. All right. Well, man, I appreciate you being on. Appreciate you you talking about wake baits. I, I'm, I've got three in the mail coming. I'm sure I'll probably start buying more. I'm I'm trying to get into it myself. But uh, yeah, tell everybody, anybody that makes fishing easier for you, anybody you want to shout out? Be honest with you, man. I just I I kind of do my own thing. Fish my tournaments. I mean, our First of all, when you come down to this area, like I said, make sure you, when you come for the event, if you can keep Sunday for a personal day, yeah. you know, plan to stay over. We'll get out and fish together. Um, you know, my, my local club that I'm on the board with and, and fish a lot with, Peach State, you know, all of those guys definitely make me a better angler because having, knowing that I've got to compete against, against our group, you know, it, it's, 
we've got some guys that are just straight up hammers. So, I mean, that surrounding yourself with the right people is definitely what it takes to, to make you a better angler. I always like fishing against the best anglers I can find. And, you know, our Cooster Kingfishers group, you know, hang around the right people and, and the right things happen makes you a better person and a better angler. So, I mean, that's a big part of what I've enjoyed so much about our friendship and our, our group of friends that we'd like to travel with. So thank yeah. you guys for that, for making me a better angler and trying to make me a better person. <laughs> we all have our days. Me too. And and people can say whatever they want to about KFL, but man, I don't even know how much I learned from you, from everybody. Like you just being around people that fish differently and learning like exactly I've said this before, exactly what they were throwing on the same day you were throwing something different and saying, Oh, well, I, I didn't think about that. Why didn't I think about that? And he was, but uh, yeah, I mean, it 100% made me a better angler in that, you know, and I had a great time. So, you know, whatever about the KFL sad, it's gone, but those two things are, you know, that two big takeaways for, for me at least, you know, so. it's, it's awesome. Like the fishing such an individual and it, it can be a dog eat dog world. It doesn't need to be, but it can be, we yeah. all have our crews and our clicks, but to have that team aspect of fishing and, and, and friends, you know, that, that you can fun fish with and have a good time. Now I am a firm believer and I'm, I am a fan of the, you know, we are all competing against each other. It's oh, not yeah, a, yeah. It's not a team event, but it is a, you know, hanging around the right people makes life a lot more enjoyable in anything you do, but but it also does that in, in fishing as well. I mean, being able to compete, but, you know, it competition's one thing, but friendship's another, and, and being around the right people, like I said, is, is definitely a, a big boost. That's right. All right, man. I appreciate you being on and uh, thank y'all for listening and we'll see y'all again next week. Take I it appreciate easy. Appreciate having me.